Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ball Blab Podcast. My name is Jason Stalakis. We have Mr. Brown uh, here today. So, Mr. Brown, how are you doing today? Not too bad. It's been a few months since I've actually done the podcast in a little bit. You know, me and the boys on Off the Monster Pod, you know, we, we've kind of taken a little bit of a uh, siesta this year <laughs> in August. And that's the summertime blues, man. Or what do you call it? The midsummer Um just a long summer and it's a great summer and everybody's just enjoying being out rather than being around a podcast which hey go live your life right yeah i mean i have i've had a lot of things going on this summer um i mean i, I leave for college next week so you know i'm trying to enjoy all the last moments i have until i leave so you know you gotta make you gotta find time and i did and we did so yeah we're gonna talk socks we might talk some pats too um maybe some Bruins too because there's some news in that end um so yeah where do you want to start since you're the guest where do you want to start Mr. Brown yeah I, I'd like to say I was Chris Sale I think she think he shocked just about everybody out there with his start the other night mind you, he was against Detroit but still he pit he was one guy away from basically five was it five innings or six I think it was five I think five five yeah. innings of perfect baseball Either yeah, five, five or six. I got to check. Yeah. It was five. Seven. I'm pretty sure it was five because they said originally he was only going to go four. Um, I think he ended up going like 60-something pitches, seven strikeouts. He looked strong. He, he looked really good. Um, I don't know how long that's going to take to stretch him out. You wouldn't think too long. I mean, he's been out for what, two, three months with this back or this – yeah, this back issue that he had. He, he had like a fracture in his shoulder. Yeah, which is the weirdest thing. How the hell do you, you fracture your shoulder? I think it was like wear, I want to say wear and tear, but it's like a stress fracture almost. I'm not a doctor, but like I yeah, heard but, it was from well, like throwing I, so hard. I've been in healthcare for 22 years. I've never heard of somebody getting a stress fracture in their shoulder blade. Never. I don't know. That's what someone told me. I mean, me. but you've watched, there was a picture somebody posted on Twitter the other night and he just showed sales arm like mid pitch and it looks excruciating angry on that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you're just like, how in the world is his arm? How does he make it through one outing? You know, pitchers arms are just built differently to throw in that angle. They're not built to throw in that angle. That's why you get so many of these guys going through Tommy John surgery. Um, believe it or not, mm-hmm. the most natural way to pitch is underarm. So you, you get these uh, submarine pitchers. That's the most natural way to your arm to naturally go. It's not meant to go over the top. It's not even meant to go sideways. Oh my! I remember my coach used to yell at me if you threw a sideways pitch when I was coming up as a kid because I thought yeah. I could pitch the ball, which I couldn't. I I, I played the outfield. Um, speaking of the outfield, oh, man, is it me or Verdugo? He just does not have an arm, an accurate arm. He does not have a strong arm, and he does not have an accurate arm. He's been progressively getting worse since we, April. It, just, it, it, it just fathoms me to the point. It's like, why is Rafael not up here? Well, it's because of get service that Verdugo's going to hit, but you can't tell me Rafael is not a better outfielder. Well, yeah, Raphael is better defensively, and the thing with Raphael is I don't think they want to start his service time. They're probably going to wait till 
May of next year, just because of like how service time works. And I think, look, Rafaela, I think it's it's tough because, yeah, you're not good defense. You also need offense. And the biggest question with him is the bat. But at the same time, your defense has been atrocious. Um, what, I mean, where would you put him? Would you put him I'd in put center? Him right field. Put him in, put right him in right field, field. over Verdugo? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could, you know, it, he could be your fourth outfielder, I guess. But once Turner gets back, that kind of throws a loop into it, which he looks he looks in pain running the bases right now. Yeah, I mean, he um, has a four to six week injury that he's going to play through, but he's going to play through. He's there. playing through it. Yeah, you need him in there. He he he's His hit like what, two home undeniable. runs. Yeah, he's been like one of the AL's hottest hitters. And, and if the ball starts warming up, oof. Huh. Yeah, we're we're talking, you know, they were talking on the baseball hour today. This is gonna be and if when Tanner Hell comes back, the best this Red Sox team is gonna get at a good time. If it all clicks, you could see a postseason run. But if it doesn't click, yeah, you're done. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. I think if Did this I miss team the night? good. I was no, I was gonna say. If Hauk comes back, you're looking at Whitlock is back in the bullpen, which is great. Um, Did he pitch the other night? Hauk or Whitlock? Or, no, Whitlock. Um, I didn't watch much. I didn't watch the game. I, this I know. Weekend. I saw a stat that he had two innings with. Yeah, two no innings. Runs, no, but I no couldn't. Hits. I didn't had, know if that was had, with Worcester had, or was with the Red Sox. That was with the Red Sox. He had one run, but that was not earned. It was wasn't really his fault, from what I've known, from what I've heard. Like I said, I still need to watch those highlights, but when I've heard, it, what they weren't his fault. I love Garrett Whitlock, and I, I just always said he's a definite two to three inning guy out of the bullpen. Um, after you get through three, after you get the first round of guys seeing him, uh, they're on him. Yeah. You can throw, it doesn't matter how fast you throw, they're on him. Yeah, and Whitlock's velocity was back yeah, up. Yeah, he's right. Oh, who hit the home run? Uh, just I a think. few hits. Nothing crazy. Who's starting for Atlanta? Uh, Max Freed. Yeah. Whatever. Yankees will blow it. They were up six. They were what? They were up seven one in one point. <laughs> they're like they're up like seven three in the ninth. Seven two. Yeah, in the ninth. they blew like a six run lead or something. Saw yep. that. I mean, Sucks I'm like, suck. I, mean, I just I'm happy. So I had a discussion with the guys earlier today. To my understanding, and Stats' understanding, is that Cassis is a rookie. So hear me out. Uh, Josh Young is rookie of the year. Probably not. It just went down the toilet with a broken what broken thumb, I think. And a broken finger, which it's it's a big blow to the, his rookie of the year campaign. Yeah. Um, Massa is beyond struggling at the plate right now. He can't get the ball in the air for some reason all of a sudden. Everything's off the ground and ground balls here and there. Is it crazy to think Cassis could be rookie of the year? I mean, look, it's not out of the question right now. And I think if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I think he has a chance to win it. I truly he's do. He's got a chance to put 20, 25 RBIs up between 60 to 70. I'm sorry, 60 to 70 RBIs with 20 to 25 home runs and he wasn't hitting 200 two months ago and he's probably 
probably the way he's hitting right now, he's if he hits 270, that's amazing. It is. And I and I and I said, like, look. The only problem is he hasn't had the at bats because well, not so much now because he doesn't have uh Kike anymore. So he can't take Kike and Duran out of the lineup. And Turner and Turner um, can't play first base anymore. Or he can, but like they're not gonna put him there. Right? They're not gonna put him in the in, yeah, they're exactly. he's strictly DH at this point. I think like but I stories think stories look good, I think. He looked bad early on with the with the um bat. However, it looks like as if he yeah, has first more, few he games. has more like as Tony Maserati called it, more zip with the ball. He's like the throws, he's much more like his his arm's so much better compared to last year. I'm like, oh, some of the throws that Story made, I'm like, there's no way. He he had such a weak arm last year. And you know, yeah, I don't elbow, get the, the I elbow's don't, feeling better. Close my eyes every time a ball is hit to the left side of the, the infield anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Unless it's hit to Devers. Well, even that. Well, I Devers mean, any, is any, on any the struggle bus ball, this year. Well, to his standards. Since then, he's he's a little bit better now. But, like, for his standards, yeah. And I think I, I kind of expected it just because this is the first year in his career where he's not, like, surrounded with guys who can protect him in the lineup. Like, because he's played his whole career with guys like Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Native all he uh, is though. I mean, um, I feel like he is because you got Turner, you got Duvall, you know, Moss. Okay, maybe, maybe not. He he's he's still a three hundred hitter. Duran's a three hundred hitter. So you 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 don't got punch and Judy hitters around him. You got guys who can get on base. Obviously, they're not JD Martinez, Dave Ortiz. Um, Dave Ortiz been gone for years now. I just he's put in two. He's, well, I I think he's hitting like one seventy in the last month. They Devers? said no. That's that's Masataka. Oh, yeah, Devers, sure, I'm yeah. not sure, but he has not been hitting well. He's been striking out a lot more than usual. His feeling is like better, but I think Cassis, man, I think he's extremely underrated as a first baseman. He receives the ball, and I said at the beginning of the year, I looked at Anthony Rizzo. He's a big target. He receives the ball very well, and that's who Cassis reminds me of. Don't get me wrong. I think Rizzo is a top three defensive first baseman who can just dig balls out, and Cassis has got a little bit to learn there. He's missed a couple that you're like, okay, maybe you should add that, but I mean, maybe. They've been They've been just absolute shots. But the infields come a long way if you're not giving up runs and you and your defense. And I think if you look at the numbers by the end of August, it's going to be night and day compared to July or June. Oh or yeah, May. it is. And your bullpen is going to be fairly good. I I would put them as one of the best bullpens in the, Dude, in the league. I, I I've been saying if Whitlock comes back, you're six through nine when fully healthy, is going to be insane, right? You have Garrett mm-hmm. Whitlock, you have John Schreiber, you have Chris Martin, Josh Winkowski, and Kenley Jansen. Holy cow, that's one of the best bullpens in baseball. Yeah. Now the now yep. the uh, back end... Bernardino. Like, Bernardino, yeah. I mean, 
I'm I'm not sold on him yet. I'm beginning yeah. to, but I'm like, but for I'm a like, guy, who, he doesn't need to come in for long. He can come in for just that end of the um inning to get that lefty. He's left here. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the Red Sox this season have been struggling getting lefty on lefties. That, that's what Dick Blyer was brought in to do, face lefties. And he had reverse splits for most of the year. So did um, I mean, Joe Ali Rodriguez. I heard he had a he had a big setback, and he's probably not going to be able to pitch again this year. Which, like, fine, whatever. Um, it's not a yeah, it's not a major loss. I'm not losing sleep over but it, obviously. Think, yeah, and you have Zach so Kelly yeah, coming. I hate back to admit too. it, and. I think Taylor's probably going to lose his mind one if he hears this and he watches this one. But getting uh, Reese McGuire back has made a huge difference because mm, that was has it. I just feel like I just feel like the starters it, starters have not been. It good. was awful. Man, Austin Riley just had a home run, twenty nine yeah. home runs this year. Um, no, he's but Guess he's how many? Thirty nine. Twenty nine. Oh, twenty nine. I think he said thirty nine. I'm like, where have I been? Yeah. Olsen has like 41. I think he, well, he's much better than uh, Aquaman was. Yeah. I mean, that guy, yeah. I don't even know how he's in the league playing catcher. McGuire's a solid backup catcher. If he's a starting catcher, that's yeah. a different story. He's not the starting catcher. No, that's all, a, that's all you want him to take every fourth or fifth that, game. That's what I said about Kevin Plowicki in 2021, right? He's not a good catcher. He's a solid backup catcher. He mm-hmm. can hit. Yes, he had some pop that year. He had like he hit like 287. And that's all hit. you want. Sign him for another year or two until get until Teal gets up here and McGuire oh. already has years of control. Yeah. Well, that's all right. So he's the perfect bridge till Teal comes up. And when Teal comes up, McGuire's gone. I hate to say it, Connor Wong's gonna have to realize he's the backup catcher. If Teal is the guy that he looks like already in uh, the minor league, which he's just just ripping up high A right now, he's going to be. Well, it really doesn't take much to be an elite catcher, especially from an offensive standpoint, because there really aren't a lot of Adley Rutschmans out there. Anymore. They're not. They're few good all around catchers. Like there are only a few I can name. Rutschman, uh, what's his name? Will Smith of the Dodgers. He's a decent all around catcher. JT Realmuto. That's it. Yeah, I'm probably forgetting yeah. one. No, but it's just Kyle Raleigh exist. against the Red Sox. Um, but yeah, other than that, no. Um, but I, I'm not worried about Teal. I know he's going to be good, but like, I'm not going to rely on him. Just I'm focused. I'm focused on now and right now. Connor Wong's the number one catcher down the road. Yeah, probably hypothetically, if he comes back, if he comes. Wong's probably looking at himself as the backup catcher, but I'm, I'm like I said, I don't care about three years from now. I care about now. I mean, they could be 50-50 catches for all I care, but just the fact there's a catcher in our farm system now, which we've not had for, wow, it's probably since Veritech. Yeah. I mean, Vasquez was a decent one, but he wasn't some, yeah. like, highly sought-over prospect. He I, just I don't know what happened. He was fantastic with his pop rate and throwing guys out. And then he had that, I think he had Tommy John. Um, And he just was never the same as far as throwing guys out anymore. He didn't Mm -hmm. have Tommy John for the, yeah, you never hear catchers having Tommy John, but he had Tommy John. He got hurt, but I think the big, he got hurt. 
like it wasn't like wear and tear Tommy John. He got hurt and he required Tommy John surgery. Right. That yeah, was the big true. difference. Yeah. But so we're talking about the schedule coming up. They yeah. got a little bit of wiggle room the next couple series. They got uh, Washington. Then they have help me out here. They have Washington. Then they go New to New York. And then after, and after New that, York, it, it's, I'll wrap up it, August. They have four in Houston, three against the Dodgers at home, and three against Houston at home. That's August. It, it's 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 pretty fierce. Then they're AL East, a lot of AL East in September, probably 60, 70% of AL East in September. Listen, man. Listen, man. That's why I'm like, these guys got to take minimum three out of four against Kansas City, which they did. And you got to at least sweep. Yes, you had to find a way to sweep one of these teams. They didn't. No. That was a disappointing homestand. Yeah, they need to take they need to just win series. They needed forward. to win one game against Toronto. They won three out of four Ooh, against Kansas that City. Toronto series was disastrous. I think they saw the writing on the wall that guys were coming back and they just said they took an exhale or something because They're Toronto like, yeah, just whatever. manhandled like, whatever. them. And it was, and I'm, I hate Toronto. They are absolutely my least favorite team in the AL East now. The way their pompous attitude is, I, I hated that whole thing coming out of the bullpen and making a distraction for the starting pitcher every night. And they, they knew what they were doing. I think it was so Bush League. It's like, what are you doing? This is a major league. This is major league baseball. Don't act like. You've never been there before. You know, have some friggin' dignity. But they don't, you know. And it starts with guys like, um, well, he just, he just got sent down uh, to AAA. Oh, what's Bear his Claw? name? No. <laughs> I love the name, though. Now the pitcher for the Blue Jays, who's had, had trouble back. Manoa. Manoa. Which he pitched phenomenally. He always pitches out of his mind. I have first Red Sox. I have preseason predictions every season, and I had him as my Cy Young vote. I, as much as I didn't like him to, I, I had don't him know as what happened with him because he's got the stuff. I heard. I heard. Here's what I heard from a couple people. They said they didn't like the way he. He was like, I heard he was kind of cocky coming into camp. He like gained a bunch of weight. Um, and apparently the pitch clock kind of screwed him over. All right, people are going to watch this and they're like, man, they're 10 minutes into this podcast and they have not hit the third rail of Major League Baseball right now. Everything that's breaking news. I mean, do we talk about it? Do we not talk about it? I mean, do we, um, I, I think it's, we can't, I think it's only fitting media right now. It's but, wild. Yeah. But there's got to be some truth to it because a team doesn't pull a guy in the you know in the game where they're giving. Oh, oh, this is the more disturbing part. They give away hats to get it now. Fourteen and under kids, fourteen and under. I'm like, oh, that was a PR nightmare. Oh my god, yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, dude, imagine what these guys are thinking right now. Oh my god. I mean, there's pictures of him, him and this girl together. What they did together, I'm not going to say. Um, they play Monopoly, probably. 
Yeah, they played Clue. They played Clue. <laughs> um, and this huge, massive bling for playing in Monopoly together. I'll tell you that right now. Because massive bling around her neck, the same stuff he was wearing. It might have been his jewelry. I don't even know. But it's absolutely horrifying, disgusting. It's terrible. I just hope it's not true. I hope it's not true either. Because it's not funny. It's like not funny. I don't, the fact that they did the promotion. I don't see how you ever let him play in the major in Major League Baseball if it is true. Look, I'm at, he might he might end up on the Red Sox because Matt Dermody did. Wonder Frank. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I mean, Matt Dermody. That was yeah. I, I like, that was not necessary, especially like, with the Red Sox as woke as as woke as that ownership is. I was shocked that they let Boston Bruins did it too. Yep, the Bruins you did know, it too. They, it was so weird. Yeah. You know, speaking of Bruins, not read. Yeah, speaking of Bruins. Yeah, another guy retired. David Krejci announces retirement. Which yeah, Krejci. I didn't really want him back. Yeah, so basically, that twenty eleven Stanley Cup are gone. You got Chara Bergeron. And Krejci now, which I, I don't know. I just, I mean, they didn't have any money to sign him anyway. And he obviously came back just because Bergeron, they, he probably knew it was Bergeron's uh, swan song year. And he wanted to go out with his buddy, which I, I personally, I'll personally tell you, I'm not a, never been a big Krejci fan because once he, all you have to hit him. And you'll never hear from him again for the rest of the game. The guys, the guy was afraid of his own shadow. Damn. No, I mean that, that, that that's what they were saying on Falger and Mass today. Like, I don't think he's ever been like an MVP. So he was during the 2011 um, Stanley Cup series. That was and that was he over ten been years during ago. when they went. To the cup versus the uh, the Blackhawks, because but the 2011 one, he had a fantastic run. Um, great playoff series. I think he got no, he didn't get hurt. Somebody else got hurt. Uh, but he, he he was great. But he somewhere along the line, the league changed, and his type of player mentality, the way he played the game, did not match up well in the league. The league got Correct. bigger and he was able to be pushed around a lot easier. And they did not have a loot chick on this team for quite a long time. So they were able to push guys around with the red with the Bruins. You know, case in point with Pasternak, he was getting lit up left and right by Wilson and nobody would go to his defense. But you know Pasternak he was also a skinny guy. Pasternak was not even he wasn't but a big Pasternak guy. Pasternak will defend himself. He's not afraid to defend himself. Yeah. He's a check. Um but they've got some they got some big guys now, Shattenkirk, uh JVJ JBR. Yeah. It's gonna be well, interesting to see. It's yeah. gonna make sure that it's gonna be an interesting year for the Bruins. I don't know if they're a Stanley Cup contender and look older look you got veteran guys you just gotta make it i mean look at the florida panthers you had no business being there and they made the stanley cup finals 
And I mean, you know the Bruins are not going to be the best team in the league. If they were, they're not going to win at all. Uh, Montgomery is not the guy. He wasn't the guy in the playoffs. You knew. I kind of knew from the start. I'm like, I'm like, dude. We better hope this guy knows what he's doing. I'm like, he's up three one. He's experimenting with these lines. I'm like, what are you doing? This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can't be doing that. Like, I don't know yeah. hockey that well, but I know for a fact that coming back from a three one deficit is not uncommon. So yeah, he was definitely um, not ready for the moment. You know, not playing. No, he should have changed goalies. Swayman in game three, four, five was when you know that's why they lost. He, you know, Bergeron was not Bergeron, but they were never going to pull him. And that's just they were not going to pull him, even though he was injured. Um, who else was injured? That obviously we knew all Mark was in. They must have known Elmark was injured, but they, they, they must have him. known. But they're like, "Oh, Vesna trophy winner, and never he's gonna win the Vesna, so we have to play our Vesna goalie." I'm like, "No, that's not." <laughs> I thought they were gonna trade him. I mean, it... well, yeah. Speaking of teams getting older in New England, our New England Patriots went and got a little bit older today. Oh uh, yes, Zeke Elliott. Elliott, which oh. I love it. I I love it between him and Stevenson. That's going to be a hell of a backfield because you don't need to have Zeke in there two times uh, uh, every time you get the ball. You know, he's a specialty guy. He's your, he's your, okay, he's your clock killing Corey Dillon. He's the guy you're going <laughs> to throw in when you need to kill the clock and when you're down at the goal line to punch it in. Because Ramondre Stevenson, he gets bruised up a little bit easy, I think. And, but Zeke, I can push it across the goal. He's I just, dude. I want, I just want a passing back. I don't think Zeke's not really a passing back, is he? I don't think no. He I that's I, why that's why I was advocating for Dalvin Cook, who just signed with the Jets for like eight point six million. Yeah, for which they were I never gonna. I thought Patriots they were never passed, gonna get it because it costs yeah. them a couple more million a year. I mean, what that, Zeke's base salary? Zeke's yeah, no, Cook was one of the best running backs. That's the thing. I mean, the running back market right now is so depleted because look at all these long-term running back deals. Zeke Elliott's a good example. He sucked after his long-term deal. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he's good, but he has not lived up nearly to what he's getting paid. Um, Who else am I missing? Running backs that were paid the big bucks and just never... Point being, teams are very hesitant to give the big contract because they compare these long-term deals for running backs. Running backs have shorter primes than any other position in the NFL. Yeah, but people give them at least two or three years at a large. They don't sum. want two, three-year deals though. They want yeah. like four, four, five. I mean, I get it with guys like Saquon. Saquon's been unfortunately injury prone since he's entered the league, but he is by far the best running back in the league. One of the, yeah, one of them. I don't, I, I think, I don't think there's like one, the, the best running back, but he's certainly one of them. Yeah, but yeah, um, going but, but but going back to the Patriots in our final, you know, we have about ten minutes left um, before the Zoom's <laughs> going to kick us out. Um, <laughs> thank you, Zoom. Um, yeah, I, I think for the Patriots, I think my biggest question is the offensive line. You, yeah, you, know, you didn't really add to it. Like, yeah, it, it didn't look good. Um. Like, look, you, I, I was wondering Riley if it was the Reed. offensive line or it was Zappy because Zappy, oof, he was getting lit up. 
Yeah, whatever. Zappy's going to be the backup. Well, well I don't Cunningham. know about that. I don't Malik know. Malik Cunningham fever. I didn't watch the when he came in, but he, he evidently looked pretty good. Yeah, and apparently they were they were they were saying on sports radio today that like they were shitting on Christian Gonzalez, like he they were like calling him like weak, and they're like, oh, he's not a Belichick guy. Was it Belichick who drafted him? Probably not. Was that Belichick? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, 98, 98, 98, 5. Yeah. Sports up. I can't I don't listen, listen to EEI. I, I can't listen awful. to EEI. Yeah. I can't listen to EEI. EEI is like ESPN. It's just atrocious. I've, I've lost, back to I lost Sox, EEI ever um, since the guy written of Merloni. I, I, you know, the only reason I listened to EEI was because of Merloni. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm being. But even truthful. then, Lou Maloney's on with the uh, Nesson more yeah. than not, you know. Um, but what do they got? How many games they got left? Fifty. Red the who? Red Sox. Yeah, about. Yeah, so they probably have to go about thirty-five and fifteen, I'd say, to get in the playoffs. I mean, that's that's even thirty tough. and twenty. 30 and 20, I don't know. 600 ball would be very good. And I think it's in the playoffs because I think. They're not going to do that. Look at their I... schedule. I imagine it's as tough as ours. They're going to. I think that's what the schedules are for every division that you're playing a lot within your own division in September. I think that's the one thing they finally got right to make sure there's a lot of viewership. In that last month, because the races will be tight, uh, and those wild card spots are going to go down to the last week. I, last I had, a, I had a, I'm like, dude, if the wild card race, if the Red Sox are in it, come the last week, you know, it'll probably, it's, you know, how like Cora did like the all hands on deck thing, mm-hmm. like in the last season against Washington in 21, and it'd be interesting. Because it's like, look, hypothetically, three, if there's like, because they play Baltimore, Baltimore probably clinched a division at the point, at that point. Right now, no one's clinched anything. If anything, Oakland's probably going to be out of it soon. Um, Baltimore's going to be clinched and they're going to rest all their guys. And what's the, what are the Red Sox going to do? They're going to go all in. They're going to be like, everyone's available. Everyone's available. Like you saw Erod pitch in game three after. He pitched game one of the Washington series two years ago. If they so, make the playoffs, they're by far, I think, the top three in the AL. AL just because this even this outweighs 2021 by far because their pitching was not that good that year. Um, their offense the is what got half. them back into the playoffs. Yeah. And uh-huh. their their pitching was sketchy. It was so up and down. and They lost their closer. They lost their closer. Yeah, and they didn't have a closer. It was like closer by com- – committee by it was by closer by committee in august and september because matt barnes got covid yeah. and he wasn't the same sense and then you go you got robles robles was good in september he was just bad in august yeah no yeah like you said closer by committee and i'm like dude put and i was the biggest advocate i'm like dude your best arm is whitlock have him the closer and the biggest right. thing you was up, you brought up maddie backpacks and i gotta spend 45 seconds talking about this so I saw a video of uh, Machado getting up after he had injured the, the day after he had injured Toroya. And the 
the inability for Barnes to even hit Machado. And he still got thrown out of the game. And it was just, it's like, that's Matty, that's Matty Barnes, man. He can't even do the simplest friggin' thing, like hit the damn batter. It, he ended up hitting the guy's, he hit Machado's bat, and it was a foul ball. He threw behind him. I find that to be the funniest thing the ever. The simplest thing. All you need to do is hit him. I know. It's it's but, wild. Yeah, I, I did get that off my chest, but that's fine. That's fine. We have five minutes they, left. They, they just have, have a really, really tough go right now. They got their pitching staff. Um that's too much for sale. All you need is five innings, five to six innings out of these guys every night. That's it. Yeah. I just worry about the back end of the bullpen. And if you because... don't get six out of, out of one of these guys. You still get Winkowski. You still get Whitlock out there who could pick up innings. Chris Murphy. The fact that you stretched a lot of these guys out here with the bullpen games and they're going to get some rest now, I, I think they're in the best. They're they're in the driver's seat if they can actually get some consistency, which they've not had the entire year. I really hope so. I don't know. Too little, too late. But look, as as soon as we all say, dude, they're out of it, they 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 just cannot fall out of it. They're what three no. games back right now? They mm-hmm. just can't fall out of it. And they're gonna so play Toronto like again. Three games in like I think you said 50. I think it's more like 42, 40. Three getting three games and 42 games, that's totally possible. What's gonna be hard about it though is their schedule. Their schedule is not favorable at all. That's why I say. Dude, you got to take advantage of these games because we're going to go in August and they're going to be a couple games back. Then you're going to look at the winnable games that you lost and you're going to say, oh, if we won this game, things would be different. That's why I get so pissed off of losing winnable games in April and May. Everyone's like, dude, we have the rest of the season. Look, as one of my buddies says, you can't win a World Series in April and May, but you can certainly lose it. That's why mm-hmm. I think the games are so crucial early on. And, you know, we complained a lot about Cora's moves in the beginning of the year with his lineups and the way he managed the bullpen. And do I think that could have, come back and haunt them? Yeah, I absolutely think so. But I think this team's young enough to realize, you know, just keep moving forward, keep playing for the next game. All that stuff those guys say it after every interview. You know, play for the one game at a time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they have the balls in their court. You know, exactly. they're going up against teams like Texas, Toronto, the Yankees, which. The Yankees, you, you know, got to beat. beat. The, the Yankees, Yankees, you got to make. If you can if you can get them in last place, oh, boy, would be that would be a story. They come in having one of the highest payrolls. And it was like the third or fourth highest payroll. For them to be finishing in last place is unacceptable, especially in a place like New York. You know, we, we, as Red Sox fans, we bitch about uh, getting in last place all the time, right? We're like, oh, with the resources they have, they should not be finishing in last. If you're a Yankees fan and you finish in last place, you know, you're paying shit ton of money to Judge, Cole, Stanton, LeMahieu, LeMay, Rodon. It's a lot of money and they shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't be in last place. But yeah, uh, any, any so last thoughts? We Paxton and Sale coming up the next three games. Yep. I say two and three. I think they win the sale game. I think Pavetta has a bounce back game. Um, I think they're low scoring games just because their offense hasn't purely clicked in the last two weeks. One of these days they're going to come out of it and 
or Ortiz, listen to me. Rafi's going to start hitting again. If Rafi starts hitting again, so goes the Red Sox. And Duran. So, no, we're going to wrap it up here. It's been fun. You know, at least we're talking about him. It's mid-August, and we're still talking that they got a chance. Yeah, I know. Look, I thought we were going to be in a completely different situation um, in, like, in the offseason. I'm like, dude, this team's not going to compete. You know, we're, we're competing. You know, and I wish we did more at the trade deadline. So, any last I have thoughts? 85 wins. Oh, yeah. Like, I, they're going to need last. 90 to get in, I think. Yeah, I agree. So, for okay, for Mr. Brown, and uh, that's it. I'm Jason Stalakis. Thank you <laughs> for it. thanks for tuning in, and we'll blah, see you on the blah. next one. And for the blah blah blah. Well, <laughs> by the way, you're part of the blah 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 family, whether you like it or not. Like I was telling Jeremy, Jeremy yeah, told me I'm part of the off the monster crew, whether I like it or not. You're part of the blah 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 crew, whether you like it or not. All right, that should be day. your outgoing statement from here on out. Yeah. To all your viewers, you're part of the blah, blah, blah crew, whether you like it or not. Goodbye. <laughs>